If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bit of film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mister Mister Ben Errington, and we have a special guest today. Georgie Broad is the senior editor and hand of the queen at the Valkyries, your favorite nerdy girl gang, bringing you the freshest, nerdiest content. And she likes horror a lot. It says in capitals. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. I'm good, thank you. In all capitals, yes. Um, <laughs> Excited to be here. Very, very honoured. So thank you for having me in your Welcome. horror house. <laughs> Welcome. In our horror house, did you say? I did. Oh, yeah. Never thought of it like that before, but yeah. Horror <laughs> house. Luke, are you the man of the house? Do you wear the trousers in the horror house? Uh, I'm in the garage. I'm stuck in the garage. I mean, I can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so. You're so in no. the garage. You can't get out. I can't even wear the, the pants in here. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to wear the pants in there, remember? Exactly. The man who wears the pants chooses not to most of the time. That's <laughs> the ultimate power move. <laughs> that is yeah. a power move. It depends where what you leave him. If they're folded person? away, it's kind of it's it's not that power movie. But if you've left him in the like living room floor, whoa, watch out for okay. that guy. <laughs> <That's> alpha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not laughing at the fact someone just called Luke Alpha. I'm just laughing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. What would you do when the postman comes out in the garage, though, Luke? This is a good question. Postman doesn't come does in the garage. Does he bang on the garage door? He does bang on the garage door, though. <laughs> and I'm all, I always kind of yeah. emerge looking quite annoyed. <laughs> Rubbing my eyes. <laughs> confused. In a mild state of undress, apparently. Yeah, he looks. He always looks quite confused. He's either confused or bemused. It's somewhere between. It's somewhere in the amused region uh, at the person who's in the garage. Because it's, it's a normal garage, like it's not connected to the house or anything. So I, 
I must go inside and sort of close myself in. It's not a normal situation. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you're doing in there? You should just smear some oil all over your arms just so he thinks you're what? tinkering away on a oh, muscle yeah, car. I was thinking of getting um, some overalls just to kind of... <laughs> Add to the illusion. Yeah, yeah. Grease on yeah, the nose. You'll come, out, you'll come out wearing overalls and he won't think mechanic, he'll think... Uh, Whimsical painter, painter. Like, yeah, yeah, Bob Ross wannabe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no downsides, basically, is what we're saying. Uh, That's what we're saying. Yeah. I'll get some overalls. Please sure. Do. Yeah. Um, so uh, you like horror a lot, Georgie. How, how did this happen? Were you uh, traumatized as a child, like most most of us, or were you later to horror? <laughs> Basically, I mean, a bit of both, a bit of both. I think my my dad gave me a Stephen King book when I was way too young to have read a Stephen King book. It was Needful Things, which is still one of my favourite books. I adore it. Um, but my parents weren't big into horror films as such, so that came a little bit later. Um, I liked my scary books and my scary stories. Um, that's how I initially came into it. Hmm. Um, as I said to you guys, I've got a lot of Stephen King books. He's, you know, well, he was my gateway into horror. And then I kind of branched out, um, as everyone does, like at the sixteen seventeen mark, watch all the scary films, become obsessed with Romero, and you know that's yeah, yeah that's how it goes. So Romero and King, so you must be a big fan of the Dark Half adaptation, which I'm nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. I've, I mean, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Right? <laughs> it's just fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot to be said for Stephen King adaptations in general. And there's mm. some that are just next level and some that I'm just really, really... Which is the best adaptation and why is it Doctor Sleep? I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't seen it. You've not seen it? I it's a really good adaptation. Oh. I think so anyway. It's a good one, yeah. yeah. I heard really, really, really good stuff about it when it came out, actually. I just never actually got around to seeing it. Did you yeah. see the trailer for uh, The Stand for like last week? The new adaptation of The Stand with uh, uh, one of the Sarsgaard people in it. Maybe <laughs> Goldberg's in it as well. Uh, Alex Sarsgaard. Oh, was it Alex Sarsgaard? It's Bill the, the Pennywise. The Tarzan one. Bill the Pennywise, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, the Tarzan one. The Tarzan one. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill is the, yes, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, looks, it looks all right. I think it's going to be like a, a limited series, apparently. But I think there's a lot right. to be said for doing stuff like in limited series form, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think yeah. it could work really well in that kind of episodic series kind of format. Oh, that's what, that's it what I, originally, you know. Obviously, there's something to mm, be said for it. That's what I yeah. wanted for The Dark Tower, but no, no, no. No, we no, got, no. Weren't they you will have doing this. a TV show anyway as well. I seem to recall they were Amazon were going to do something. At some what for the Dark Tower? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's been, um, I think it was discussed when it before and even after. They were like, oh, maybe we'll still do this, but yeah. I think anything's been kind of like fully set in stone or in motion with it. I know they spoke about it, didn't they? Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else has been adapted Stephen King wise recently? Well, he had loads. There was like a period where it was like you couldn't couldn't get away from them. 
Got that, to sleep. Ger- Gerald's game. Yeah. Uh, Gerald's game's good. What else? Um, the mist they redid is a. They decided to go for like a, a bad TV show this time around. So. <laughs> they um, remade. Uh, yeah. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch that, so couldn't tell you. There was that um, Castle Rock TV show, which I still not seen mm. season two of. But season one, no. I was like, I don't. It doesn't feel like. Mm. It doesn't feel like anything like a Stephen King story. Yeah. Even though it's full but of Stephen King thing, characters. His aesthetic is so so specific, and his vibe is so. So certain. If that's off, then it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I, I like Mike Flanagan doing Stephen King stuff because in interviews he always talks about how he's read like all of the Stephen King books, and you can tell like he genuinely loves it, and it comes across in the adaptations. Yeah. Like the Doctor Sleep movie does feel like a Stephen King book in a lot of ways, okay. for better or worse. <laughs> the better or worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really liked it, and uh, yeah. I really liked the book as well. You know, and it felt like one of the best realizations of that you know sometimes when you picture a book so much in your head and then when you go yeah. see the film you're like this ain't like what was in my brain at all <laughs> yeah Failed. But when it is when it is it's like whoa this is kind of crazy but yeah obviously yeah. he just loves the old stephen king so much not saying that my vision of it was so spot on yeah but maybe but maybe but but you yeah a little bit a little bit i've got some news for the first time ever ben I know you're normally the news, the news guy. Um, yeah, I Google horror news five minutes before the podcast <laughs> every week. Well, um, Fede Alvarez is producing the the new sequel to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So oh. they've put a poster yes. out. I'll just cl- I'll just close that tab which I had open. <laughs> they put a poster out. It's produced by Fede. I thought Fede was going to direct it, which is still hoping yeah. he might. He seems like mm. such a perfect person to do it. Like he's with the Evil Dead remake, he kind of nailed that. Yeah. Um, did did we not forgive me? Because I feel like I'm lost a little bit with the old Texas Chainsaw Massacre stuff. Wasn't there a film just called Leatherface like last year, two years ago? I want to swear yeah. there was. Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I swear there was. Like. How are we supposed to believe that this is going to be this any is, different? This is the Halloween uh, sequel idea. Uh, this is like okay. a, gen- a, a sequel to the very first one. Got you. Yeah. Just poo-pooing the 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 um, every other instalment, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way. Although to do I it. did, that's the way to do it. Have you, George? Have you seen like the sequels? Have you seen like Text Chaser Massacre two or three? I haven't seen the second one. I remember I Ben's watched favorite the first film. one, and it was you know terrifying then heather and i did a horror movie marathon um for the oh, yeah. charity and we thought you know we'll try and put all the films in good places you know really compelling ones when people are going to be watching we'll put you know the the, the texas chainsaw massacre we ended up putting at about 3 a.m and <sighs> i hate that film now because we were exhausted oh. at oh. 3 a.m all you can hear is like a chainsaw and people screaming and i was just <laughs> Get this off, please. Yeah. Make it end. <laughs> yeah. That, that film's got that quite a... a piercing timbre. Like it's uh, the chainsaw, and also there's the bit where they're trying to get it to get the old man to hit her in the head with a hammer, and everyone's yes. like, everyone's just like saying stuff. It's instant headache <laughs> every time. We thought if we put that on, it might kind of keep us awake. Yeah. It just annoyed us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The second one feels like that, but dialed up to eleven. It's like right. so 
Yeah, but not good. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like, oh, God, make it stop. You guys, that was a 24-hour um, thing you did, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Wow. How uh, Do you recommend doing that at all? I know you yes, guys did it for I, a yeah, charitable I, cause. But... <laughs> I felt every hour of that 24 Um it was it was good. There were very few people that I could spend like extended amount of time with. I'm glad that she was one of them. Yep. Um, there we go. Yeah. Lovely I don't think I've there. ever stayed up that long before. I don't think it's possible for me to do that. I think. I, I yeah. It. it was it was an effort. It was like I said when we got to that kind of time, the kind of three four a.m. It was. Yeah. yeah. Mm. No. Nice. I think, Luke, we discussed doing it at one point, didn't we? I think around about the time we hit 100 episodes, so this is now 100, episode 151. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think partly, in, partly inspired by you guys, I think we said we're going to do a 24-hour. Uh, and for some reason, it's just never happened, Luke. Well, there's Why always I, I do worry that we'll, do, we'll make a big deal out of it, and I'll be asleep by 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have one beer. <laughs> I'll have one beer, and I'll be like, bloody cosy in here. <laughs> nice and snuggling, yeah. Especially like around about what time of the year did you do it? Because if we do it around like autumn, winter, as soon as was, I get cozy, yeah. It was. It was kind of. I feel like it was in the summer, to be honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which was, like you said, a, a better advice. It got dark a lot later, so it didn't feel as, as dramatic. The worst place would be autumn, just after work, when you get on the bus and it's rocking and it's quite warm and everyone's kind of like snuggled up a little bit. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's rocking you to sleep. It's rocking. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Bloody lovely. Uh, okay. Uh, any other horror news that you've seen, Luke? No, I, I don't. I, it's normally your thing. <laughs> I just had the one. Oh, well, you one. went flying in there. With one, uh, Sorry, I got this, excited. So this poster, this poster is like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one. So they're, what are they calling it? Are they calling the film the Texas Chainsaw Massacre again? Doing like that, the that's, thing. Yeah, that's the way to go, isn't it? Just call it Texas Chainsaw Massacre again. Like that, again. <laughs> there Texas was Chainsaw also uh, a film just <laughs> called Texas Chainsaw, was there not? I think they've done all different ways of doing that, that, that <laughs> phrase. Every way you can break that down. Texas. Yeah. Texas. <laughs> they've even uh, started Chainsaw to merge words. Texas, yeah. <laughs> the Texas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, other news that I've seen. So I don't know if you guys are fans of Dexter, but... That's coming back. Limited revival from Showtime. What does a limited revival re- mean? Ten episodes, uh, which is apparently going to be a continuation of the original series, which ended with... Oh, I won't spoil it. It's been long It ended... What was that? It's been long enough. You can spoil it. Okay. It ended <laughs> with uh, Dexter, like, just going self-imposed exile as, like, a lumberjack, right? Well, no. It Living ended a solitary with him life. driving a uh, boat into a tornado, didn't it? And then, it, and then the, the like the corridor was to um, it, like I remember there being like a big tornado uh, and he just dry, he rides his boat Twister. towards. You watched? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I, like, I, to change I, the channel. Ba- I wasn't super into it. I just kind of saw a bit here and there. First so, two seasons are great. Uh, I think up to the John yeah, Lithgow yeah. season. I think anything after that, it kind of mm. lost its charm. How many seasons? How many seasons were there of that? S- I want to say seven. Yeah. It was under ten, I yeah. think, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Okay, mm. so that's that's one thing that's happening. Uh, also, we've seen a few more um, looks at Anne Hathaway in The Witches and what she's potentially going to look like. Uh, so obviously now she's got 
I guess you guys have all seen the image of her with the big grin. The people are calling it Pennywise, but I think it looks more like a Fright Night sort of smile, doesn't it? With the yeah. sharp teeth. Yeah. It's good. Um, this is. I'm hoping it's going to scar a new generation of children because if they get let off and not scarred by it, I'll be absolutely fuming because I was obviously scarred and terrified by the original. The problem is these um, ones but, don't seem to have like these the ghost the ghostbumps <laughs> the goosebumps movie and the new Ghostbusters. <laughs> Don't see yeah. the, the the CGI kind of effects don't have the same kind of effect on you that the old rotoscoping and, and practical effects had. Like the bit where uh, the witches reveal themselves and they turn him into a into a mouse, that felt kind of real. I know it didn't look great, like the mouse effects, but it still looked more tangible. Yeah, there was definitely an effect where like a kid was like halfway between mouse yeah. and human that I remember. Yeah, I think he had like a tail like, uh, sticking out and like a mouse nose and stuff. Yeah, I remember that being pretty effective. And it's all kind of sweaty and greasy. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that that doesn't come across in CGI. The the, no. the moistness. I, <laughs> I like Anne Hathaway and then the cast looks great, you know, Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci, your mate Luke. Uh, and apparently is Chris Rock involved somehow he's listed here ah that was the voice I heard I think he, uh, he's the voice, voice of somebody yeah I think so got you um, let's see what happens in it I've I'm sure it'll be enjoyable to a degree but that comes out soon that comes out on like the oh my god two days is it that soon yeah I thought it was ages away oh man oh my okay. god yeah I know uh, okay there we go there's that um, other news, so I'm out today, Amnesia Rebirth on PC, PS4. Um, I think it's been delayed on a few other things. Um, apparently it's good. What do you think, Luke? You're going to get it? I've still done fans? the first one. I need, oh. to, I need to plan through the first one. It was just too scary. But I've, I've been training <laughs> up on like horror games since then. I think I'd be yeah. much better equipped mentally. I've got my techniques now. You'd never stop pressing forward. <laughs> if yeah. you and never linger on a door, if you stop at a door in a game, you you're just never going to go through it. <laughs> just give up. Just yeah. turn it off at that point. You just have to keep going forward and keep opening the doors. Did you uh, play any of these, uh, Georgie? Cool. I I leave the games to Heather. I'm like Nintendo. Okay. Part is like where I'm at in terms of <laughs> yeah. game levels. To be honest, maybe like Snake. Nintendo. Yeah, uh, snake. Yeah. Have you have you checked in on your Nintendo recently? I I sold my Nintendo to CEX and he funded. Oh no! <laughs> I know, right? I'm a terrible mom. Just waiting at the door. It's pulling at the door, just waiting for you to come back. Yeah. Oh, then I'll go back. <laughs> so hungry. <laughs> right. Uh, so I've been playing. I started playing the Evil Within, Luke. Oh yeah. Have you played that? No, but it's made by the guy who made Resident Evil Four, right? Yeah, and I think the original Resident Evil and Resident Evil 4 oh, right, okay. is the director. I can't get on... So so far, I can't get on with it. It's just the mechanics... I've heard the, the second one's better. I've, I've no idea but I, if yeah. that's any consolation. It's frustrating me. You know when like a game tries to sort of represent um, some sort of mental illness or something, but it's got to the point where like it's unplayable, where I'm like just walking through and just having flashbacks and all this stuff. <laughs> Right, it's nuts. Not really me. I mean, in the game, the game's making. <laughs> it's not me going. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like it, and I'm annoyed because I took ages to download it. <laughs> That's such a. It took like oh, 40 gigabytes of download. I've just been playing so, be disappointed. Much, so much Rocket League. That I, <laughs> yeah. I struggle to yeah. play other games at the minute. Rocket League is uh, hella addictive. That's yeah. what I tried to do. I was, I've been playing Rocket League for weeks, and I thought I'd try and play a game with an actual narrative yeah. rather than just driving full pelt at a ball. And uh, turns out, no, it's not for me. Maybe I'll never go back. I'll the never go back to game. horror games ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to pick up Amnesia maybe maybe some point soon. Because yeah. I like yeah. the others. So We'll have a look. Um, and what else? That's pretty much it in terms of direct horror news. I did want to talk to Georgie about her Kickstarter. Her successful Kickstarter for Fright Nights. Yeah. The uh, Wendigo RPG. With you, that you and Heather from the Valkyries have um, put together. Tell us all about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> any excuse to talk about it, I will take. Um, <clears throat> so a while ago, for a charity initiative that we did, um, we worked with the guys at Jump Cut Online for, um, we thought it would be very on-brand for us to kind of create an RPG and people can come play in it and then we'll release the, the video Um critical role who you know of us playing this RPG um, oh, yeah. for charity and then afterwards everyone seemed to really enjoy it um genuinely not just on camera um we thought well you know why don't we kind of actually make it into something that other people can play um and so we started kind of compiling it all together and then came the idea of doing a kind of monster of the week series so little one shots because the hardest thing to do for RPGs is get people <laughs> together consistently, um, like on a regular basis. So, you know, one shot, one night, monster of the week. Um, here's your scary thing, fight it and survive type thing. Um, a little bit of a twist because one of the players who is playing the game will also play the monster. So they get to kind of interact with the other players as the monster as opposed to it being kind of like an NPC. So... Yeah, it's exciting. We just hope people are going to like it. <laughs> so I'm not. So, I've never done a Dungeons and Dragons type thing. Is this that kind of that kind of role playing game? So I mean, it's similar in that you it is it is a role playing game, but we try to make it as simple as possible so that mm. it can be something that people who've never ever played, but also people that have played a lot, might enjoy. And mm. um, so instead of like a monumentally thick book of rules like you get for D and D, we've got you need one six-sided die. One rule. That's, that's all I need. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> is it a number or a number? Rules. You're dead or you're alive. <laughs> it's as complicated as we got with it, really. Yeah. yeah. So is this the first in a potential series of Monster of the Week style? Hopefully, yes. So this one's the one with the Wendigo, and we've got about three in our brains that we want to kind of directly crack on with um, once we've got this one under our belt. So, Sweet. and Dave. you guys are not just one hundred percent funded. No. What percent now? You said number it was six, six, six. The yeah. number of the beast, man. Yeah. Uh, roughly, <laughs> I think yeah. Our original goal was one hundred and fifty pounds, and we're now at nearly one thousand and fifty pounds. Oh, yeah. So that's very, very good going. Well done. <clears throat> Congratulations. What do you? What does hitting that goal mean then? Does that mean that we'll see potentially a follow-up 
sooner or just more cool stuff with the more cool stuff initially so we got some fantastic artists um donna and amy um to kind of commission we got some prints commissioned um and oh, then to kind of design these prints for us that we're able to give away as a stretch goal um and it means we might be able to get some more dice for people which is good people like those um and it's a case of you know going towards the printing costs and stuff we figured yeah. out our margins obviously we're going to package everything in the most extra way we possibly can <laughs> we're not going to make it simple <laughs> Are you guys, is it a physical thing, And but are you going to be a digital version as well? Um, we've offered different tiers, so you can get either yeah. just a digital copy, um, a physical one too, because, you know, it's nice to have an RPG, but you can hold in your hands and flick through, um, mm -hmm. or you can get both, you know, one of the tiers, mm -hmm. you can get both the physical and the PDF version. Cool. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. So that's on Kickstarter currently. It is, yeah, cool. 11 days uh, left. It's called Fright Nights Wendigo RPG. That's where people can find it. Isn't it? Yes, absolutely. What would be the next monster? So you said um, this is the one with the Wendigo, which I like that naming scheme, by the way. It's kind of the Friends <laughs> thing. What's the um? <laughs> yeah. What would the next one be? Um, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say. However, it might be particularly thematic to what we are talking about today. Oh, no idea. Interesting. No idea, though. No, I'm completely bad. <laughs> no idea. Terrifying. No idea. Oh, my God. Yes. Out. That's so <laughs> well. oh. uh, that awesome, though, because, I mean, I think my favourite episodes are things like the X-Files with the Monster of the Week ones. Uh, so that would be really cool. The Tombed episodes. What was that guy? What was he? The stretchy guy. You know what I mean? He was just a guy trying to live his life. All right. <laughs> trying to live his best life. In the Making vents. Making a nest. Just trying. <laughs> in the vents. He was just all right. I can he do that good. thing anyway. He was fine by you me. Know, you sort of have your arms like that. You just one over the top like that. You keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you keep going. You're on, you're on, eventually, so, your arms reach across the room. You know, to get up off the seat carried. to grab the remote. Pedaling. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you come out of the garage at the end of the day to squeeze under a little gap? That's how I open the door. Oh, I agree. Open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Let's squeeze um, out the gap. Okay. The, <laughs> the, only other thing, the only other thing I had to mention is that uh, Hawk and Cleaver's own The Other Stories has a new horror, horror, I don't know why I said it like that, audio anthology, which is out on Sunday night. Oh. At 9 p.m., that is when it premieres. And it's the Halloween Horrors of Old Mill Lane. It stars the voice of Emily Booth, who you may recognize. She's been in films and stuff, but she's also the voice of the Horror Channel. She tells you what. Does she just tell you what's coming up next? She does That's loads. Like, does loads yeah. of stuff on there. Um, but, yeah, so she's she's narrating. Well, she's essentially the host, and it's a different story every night of the week leading up to Halloween. It's an anthology with different writers, different narrators, um, and a really big, nice, scary, collaborative effort and uh, should be exciting. So if you're a fan of Horror Hangout, then go and check out the other Hawk and Cleaver podcast. The other stories, very nice. Lovely. Right. Lovely. I'll see by your stunned silence that you were very excited. I'm excited. <laughs> so, I'm hyped so. for it. So hyped. Uh, cool. <laughs> That's that. What are we on to next? What we've been watching? Yeah. Have you guys been watching anything good? Anything good? No. Well, <laughs> oh dear. 
What have you been watching? Controversial opinion though, because I went to see Saint Maud. Oh, oh! Hang on, I'll just set the stage because this is the film that people are saying is the savior of British cinema or British <laughs> genre cinema. Meant to be amazing. By the way, you by your snickering, I'm imagining that you really liked it. I'm aware that it's not been out for very long, so I'm going to try and be as cryptic as I possibly can. I don't want to give anything, you know, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I really didn't like it. <laughs> I'm going to try and be um, cryptic. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's because I went in with all of that hype, you know. Yeah, hype's not a good thing. Hype ruins films in a weird yeah. way. It gets people in the seats, but it ruins the experience. Absolutely. And I think the A24 Facebook group that I'm in is not not always the most kind of welcoming and friendly place. And I'm actually scared to put any opinions in there because I feel like I'll be chased with pitchforks. But it <laughs> it's, it had a really great premise to me. I'm a really big fan of them. Um, you know, religious iconography in film. I literally wrote my undergraduate dissertation on it. So I went in and I was like, oh, it's going to be so good. And um, you know when you need to sneeze, but you lose the sneeze and you just kind of sat there like, Ugh. Oh, God, yeah, that I know. That. The end of it. You know when you need to yawn? Or yeah. someone, if someone needs to yawn, if you stick your finger in the mouth, it stops them dead frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't complete your yawn. You that was the bus stop. Yeah. You were in a cinema and someone stuck their finger in your mouth. <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic as well. I mean, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. That's a shame. I mean, um I'm still I still want to watch it. Um uh, but I'm going to go in expecting terrible yeah. things. <laughs> I think so I I saw it. Um, I kind of I think maybe where the hype I managed to avoid the hype. Usually I'm like the worst for the hype. Like I was so hyped for Suicide Squad that I pretty much did a cartwheel <laughs> into the cinema. Oh no, you poor thing. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I think the hype had me so much that I was like back fighting myself to like convince myself that I did like it. Yeah. <laughs> you ever, have you ever had that where you're like, nah, it was all right. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Um, yeah. St. Maud, I hadn't seen the trailer. I'd only seen like the posters and mm-hmm. I'd only read like maybe the tagline. So I think because I'd come off the back of watching some other kind of psychological horrors like that. I mean, I watched Possum only a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen that, that's kind of, it, fit, it felt like it was very much in the same. It was in like a bleak British setting um, with like a character, a really a tortured character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, because I liked Possum and I was kind of still in the frame of mind of enjoying that and I didn't expect whatever, I, I, whatever I guess you would have expected from from some of the uh, hype you would have been, you would have seen. Mm. So I guess I'm lucky. What I'm trying to say is I'm lucky. Is that the... How long is I it? I didn't love it. How long is I it? I didn't absolutely. Yeah. It's quite short. It's only like 90 minutes, yeah. I believe. Perfect film length, I think. Yeah, that's a good film length. Um, I didn't love it. I wasn't like, oh, that was that was the savior of British cinema. Okay, it really was. Mm. I was kind of just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> bit like that. Yeah, but I understand why people didn't like. It. I've seen a, a few negative um, reviews of it, um, and from a lot of like horror fans that 
that you know i i respect the opinions of yourself included georgie of course but <laughs> I'd like people, people that perhaps are thinking wow i can't believe you didn't like it i'm surprised but yeah, yeah. Under, I completely understand. I completely understand. There's going to be a film that's going to divide opinion. I believe. Um, yeah. Hmm. Anything else? Anything else? I um, finished the haunting of Bly Manor last night, which is okay. Mike Flanagan's. Um, like last was it no, two years ago? He did the haunting of Hill House, which was yeah. really big. Everyone really liked it, and I, I guess it's a sort of technically a sort of sequel. It's like a, some of the same actors. Uh, but it's like a new haunted story. It's based on, um, uh, I was going to say The Innocence, but The Turning of the uh, Screw. Um, yeah. And it's um, not, I mean, it's, it's no way near as scary or as creepy as Hill House was. Like, it's almost, there's like no scares at all, really. There's like one kind of creepy moment, I guess. Uh, but it's, but it feels more mature. I would say. The, the storytelling seems a little bit more cohesive and, and a little better, uh, but I wouldn't watch this if you're looking for like a Halloween October scary mm. TV show. It feels more like a melodrama, mm. like a, mm. like a period drama with some uh, with like um, the background of ghosts being in the house, but they're not really scary at all. I don't know. It, I liked it, but I, I would say I'd be hesitant hesitant to tell a horror fan to. You're jumping in. Diving in. I saw, yeah. I've seen five episodes of it so far, and I'm a bit, I'm at, definitely at a crossroads now where I feel like, do I continue? And yeah. hopefully it gets better, or do I? And I've been so, I've been distracted by the boys because I started the boys and I was like, oh, right, yeah. I need to watch all of the boys yeah. every episode before I go back to Blind Manor because it's just. Boys it's is a good, good. time. Boys is a it's really good time. Yeah. 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 That's how I think this yeah. Yeah. Um, have you guys both seen all of the second series now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it all, but I think I've had the finale. I say spoiled for me, but I'm not too bothered about knowing what happens. Um, with this anyway, it yeah. doesn't feel like I feel like I you can kind of predict the arc of most of it, but I wasn't too bothered about the second series when it first was announced and when it came out. I was a bit like, ah, I don't know if I'm all too bothered. And then somebody like told me a little bit about Stormfront and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to watch this then. And I'm yeah. not disappointed by what they've done with Stormfront. And well, you should carry, involved, <laughs> you and... should keep going. Just yeah, like... no, I'm going to keep <laughs> Definitely keep Hell going. yeah, I'm going to keep going. Hell yeah, I'm going to keep going. I wasn't enjoying I season two as much as season one, but the finale is, the final episode yeah. was, is fantastic. It's really yeah. good. Oh man, Homelander is just, uh, it's hard to describe him without using words that everyone uses to describe him, but like he actually makes my skin crawl. And I can't remember the last time a, a villain did that to me. Like he actually makes me go, oh God, you are such a brick. Like you'd want to <laughs> knock him out, wouldn't you? But you couldn't, you'd want to, you'd want to knock him out, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. He is just a narcissist. Of the sorry, Georgie, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say you're completely right. Like that's what makes a good villain. You know, have enough villains that you can't predict their actions, and that's yeah. that's what makes him so. Oh cool. yeah, you know, you know what he's gonna do next. Oh, that food. is one <laughs> thing that really gets me is that I think if he existed in the world, like you'd want to, you would want to kick his ass, but you'd know that he'd. It's just. Oh. <laughs> 
it's great though. And I like the fact that Stormfront is now she's a different a different sort of villain because Homelander, narcissistic, serving really only himself and his goals and his Stormfront as a whole different kettle of fish. So I'm excited to see where it goes and i'll probably i will probably finish it within the next couple of nights because i am at that point now and i love that of a tv show where you do finish an episode and you go well i'm going to, have to watch the next one straight away yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. With, Bly, with Bly manor i was a bit like well i don't want to watch another one for a week maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, i'm excited to yeah. see what you think of the uh of the last episode yeah me too oh of the last episode okay yeah, yeah. and also it's eight episodes long which i think is a very nice length of series I feel like when it starts getting into 10 and 12 territory, I start finding myself a bit fatigued. Oh, yeah, me me for sure. But I actually finished this one and I was like, what? It's over already. <laughs> All right, okay. okay. I was like, kind of. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Like, it's the best way to end a TV show to kind of be left wanting another season right away. Like, I'm already kind of disappointed enough to wait like, a year or two yeah. to get the next one. Anything else? Anybody? Anybody watch anything else of note? I will shout out one other film, if I may. Yeah, um, of course. I've been at London Film, well, I haven't been at London Film Festival because of the pandemic. I've been at home watching London Film Festival. Um, and there was some very, very interesting horror offerings this year. Um, my favourite by far was Rose, A Love Story, um, which is kind of like a riff on the vampire myth. Um, wasn't meant to rhyme, but it did. And I, <laughs> that is a considerably better British horror film than St. Maud. So if any of you get the chance to watch Rose, A Love Story, then I really recommend it. I thought, Ben, you watched Possessor, right? That Was that was that the New Film Festival film? It was. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? You saw it as well, Georgie, yes? I saw half of it and turned it off because I didn't vibe with it at all. Oh, is that the Cronenbergian no sort of vibe? Yeah, and I, I love David Cronenberg, so I thought, oh, Brandon Cronenberg's sick, going to be great. But I just couldn't, it didn't, I no, it, I didn't do it for me. I've no idea yeah, what to expect. I, I mean, in the way people are reacting to it, I'm kind of expecting like a quite cold clinical film, like early Cronenberg, um, like Shivers or something like that. But I've, I've <clears> no idea. But I know you liked it a bit, I, or I know some of our yeah it. yeah so uh so you've been reviewing stuff haven't you georgie for for valkyries so you've seen loads of uh london film festival bits and bobs haven't you was that the, was that the highlight though would you say um i love what, that how one. did you review sorry oh, i was firing questions at you <laughs> go on so you love that one did you say there was another one um that was fantastic relic as well was really really good oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. australian yeah, horror is like top tier i think <laughs> yeah big fan um, um, nice and allegorical, um, all female cast, uh, made me cry twice. <laughs> so it's very emotional. Yeah, it was an all female cast, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't even notice, uh, which is a good <laughs> yeah. thing, I yeah. guess. Uh, so yeah, so I saw, I saw, so I didn't review loads of films for London Film Festival. I just paid to watch this one. I think I messaged Georgie like the night of, I was like, if I paid for it, do I have to watch it? Like yeah, I have to I sit know, in actually. my seat at that moment. <laughs> Because I think I ended up having my daughter stay over, and I was yeah. a bit like, "I'm going to watch this film, and you're just going to have to deal with it, right?" <laughs> um, and there was so much, oh there was so much nudity, there was so much nudity, 
I was I was watching it on my computer and um and my, my, and Meg, Megan was watching like Hocus Pocus or something, and I was like, oh for God's sake! Every time I turned around to see if she was even like peeking, no, luckily yeah. not. Um, so I really did vibe with it, and I was maybe I was a bit hyped for it. I was super hyped for this because I've watched like the trailers, been reading about loads read a lot of reviews and I was a little bit worried initially because sometimes you can kind of tell straight away can't you you're a bit like oh this ain't quite what I was, what I was expecting but it definitely went in the direction that I hoped and so it felt like a sensory overload for me it was like yeah. visually it it was like this uber violent science fiction body horror um the the visuals were like mind bending and I think it's one I think what I appreciate about it the most is that it's a concept that seems really simple, but as it progresses, it's almost like presents like unlimited potential. Like, they, so much could happen with it. Like, who's to say we wouldn't get a series with this sort of stuff? And they'd really, you know, I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying that the potential. I don't think it it didn't quite make the most of that potential. I feel like it could have gone in maybe one or two other ways. However, I did. I thought it was slick. I think that's what I liked about it the most. It felt slick. It felt like I felt like the, the lead, the main performances were really good. And is it slow? It like <laughs> For some reason, no, maybe I mean, it's because it's got the her from Mandy in it. But I'm getting a Panos vibe. I think it was almost almost too quick. Sometimes there were some bits it could have lingered on certain things a bit more. It kind of went yeah. from bang bang back, like like the the initial. <clears throat> the initial um, whole story kind of really did kick off quite quickly. Whereas yeah. I thought maybe we get a little bit more backstory, maybe a little bit more. But yeah, and yeah, in terms of violence, the action, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In terms okay. of violence, it was it was really up there. I loved it. It's probably my favourite of the year. Just but I know obviously we haven't had a lot <laughs> to choose from. I was kind of like putting together a list earlier, trying to see what new releases have come out. But uh, yeah, I really loved it. Um, and the only one other thing I saw, which I, which I will just quickly mention, because I want I watched this like two days before uh, Ginger Snaps. So there's a film um, called The Wolf of Snow Hollow, mm. uh, which is directed by Jim Cummings, written by Jim Cummings, starring Jim Cummings of Thunder Road, um, and it was really good. I was like, I had like little to no expectation for it, but it was a really good horror comedy, um, probably more of a comedy, I'd say. Where I think maybe the trailer paints it to look a bit like horror film with some comedy extras but yeah jim cummins is awesome i don't know if you guys have seen thunder road no i've I've listened to interviews with him i know about him but i've not seen any of any of his stuff it's really diff it's really weird to sort of describe his brand of comedy like after watching thunder road and then this um sorry sorry after watching this i haven't seen thunder road but all i've heard about thunder road it's just uh yeah it's really good i'll definitely check it out it's kind of feels like a bit of a old school werewolf tale, I guess, but I can't really yeah. say much more other than that. Um, but yeah, check it out. That's it. I'll just quickly jump in with one because it it, it needs to be mentioned. Um, so should have put out a new horror anthology. If you think of like modern horror anthologies, like good ones, there isn't too many. I think Trick or Treat is probably up there for people. I think this is better than Trick or Treat, and it's in a similar vibe. Um, you know, a little bit campy in a good way, um, a little bit goosebumpsy, but also like an adult, like a eighteen um, rating. 
It's called the Mortuary Collection, and it stars uh, Clancy Brown as the sort of the, the crypt keeper sort of character. He, he's Montgomery Dark, and he works in a um, a mortuary, and he's sort of guiding this uh, woman around and telling tales about how these different people died. It's really fun, really quick and light, really funny. Got some great gore, just a, like a really fantastic, fun Halloween horror anthology. Wow. Yeah, that's what we're sticking on. Sounds cool, man. There we go. And then, uh, uh, and then Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps. Okay. Ginger Snaps. Is there anything? Anything else? Anyone seen before we jump in to the review? I'll probably remember in like halfway through, but at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it halfway through. Even if one of us halfway, yeah. <laughs> even if one of us halfway through a sentence, just fire it in there. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Ginger Snaps is a two fi- year two thousand Canadian horror film starring, sorry, directed by John Fawcett, um, starring Emily Perkins and Catherine Isabel. The film focuses on two teenage sisters who have a fascination with death. Do they? Uh, uh, they're outcasts in their suburban neighborhood and they must deal with the tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a deadly werewolf. Um, so Rotten Tomatoes has it down as 89% critics, 78% audience. Oh, wow. IMDb 6.8, which I thought was I thought it'd be higher than that. Letterbox 3.6. Uh, some choice reviews. Sarah says, I always thought that Ginger Snaps was a weird title, but then Ginger like snaps, three and a half stars. Uh, Persia, but Ginger Snaps more like Ginger Slaps, four stars. <laughs> and then Diamond Bolt uh, put, What the fuck did dogs do to the people who made this movie? Two and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, so yeah. this is your first time, right, Ben? <clears throat> yeah, so I'd never seen this before, so I didn't really know what, their, what the title related to. And then as soon as I found out one of the characters was called Ginger, I was like, What? Oh, oh right. Okay. That kind of makes sense. I thought I don't know what I thought it meant, but there we go. It doesn't feel like she snaps. Like it feels like a, a, a like a slow descent into wolfery. Yeah, wolfery. <laughs> <Let> it... <laughs> there's no snapping. Yeah, there's moment, not really there? any. There's not really any snapping there. But uh, maybe it represents something else. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this film is. When I think about this film, I think. Late nineties, it's so late nineties, early two thousands. I think it's just like the the score. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, there's a lot of the Amen beat, you know, that kind of um, beat that was in loads of those songs that are around that sort of time. I don't, it's I don't know. It's it's a weird, fun. It's it's. I enjoyed it quite a lot this time around more than more than previous watches. I think, uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I didn't, I don't know, I kind of half expect, I've watched a lot of like late 90s, early 2000s horror recently, not been impressed by a lot of the stuff I've been watching, revisiting after like not seeing it since I was a teenager. But this was one I'd never seen before and I thought it was pretty awesome. And I know I've mentioned it before the podcast, but um, Emily Perkins, who plays Bridget, is awesome. She's like, she's just great. Like, just a tour de force throughout the film and uh yeah i was very impressed and i think the with the werewolf um makeup stuff and well you say makeup but you know the werewolf effects yeah. and things are really good 
I think it's it aged. I think it's really a really well. difficult thing to do. Yeah. Aged really well, yeah. Yeah. Um, Despite it being like a time capsule of this particular time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's also way funnier than I remember it being. Just like little lines that. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I didn't really pick up on before, but there's like a bit where the teacher they show that they present these like deaf photos to the teacher and he says something like, Oh, I'm offended, aren't I? And it's just like a really <laughs> weird like way of phrasing it, but I was like laughing out of it that. What is going on with Mimi Rogers as well? Like I was just baffled by her like throughout all of this. Oh yeah. She's like yeah. there's a really odd bit, we'll get to it, but there's a really odd bit where her character takes a real turn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. like and what about the dad? I was confused by the dad because at one point there was a ham on the table and he was definitely <laughs> eating a chicken leg. He was eating a chicken leg when there was a ham on the table. Where'd he get it? He brought it with him. In his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doggy bag. Does he say a word? Has he got a line of dialogue? I think he occasionally kind of sighs and goes like, Ugh. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> be it. Yeah. Oh, wonderful! You'd you'd seen this before, though, hadn't you, Georgie? I had, yeah, I had. Um, like in my mind, the early two thousands were still like ten years ago. Like I'm still in two thousand seven. I always yeah. will be. Um, but, and then it's it's quite quite the wake up call where I'm like, oh wait, no, that was actually twenty years ago. But like you say, it's very much it is like a little time capsule. If you wanted to know what life was like in in the early 2000s you put that on and that's that takes you there you know yeah i think that's what put me off like the last maybe i watched it 10 years ago or something but it was like to me it felt too like oh this feels like too cheesy 2000s kind of vibe but but now that i've got a bit more distance from that period now i'm i quite enjoy going back to it and and watching these like house on haunted hill movies and 13 ghosts <laughs> and those movies yeah. from that period did I don't know. They're aging quite good, actually. They're they're getting better. Mm. I mean, another good thing: this film isn't just a straight-up monster movie. There are obviously a lot of parallels between um, the changes of a young woman's body and and things like that, and other other sort of um, what whatever things have we got in in the early <laughs> stages as well. Uh, discover it, yeah, sort of like sex as well. Yeah. It's all a bit. You know, it's got it's got a commentary on something and everything, pretty much. Not rather than just being there's a werewolf, she's turning into one. Uh, loads of stuff going on. Yeah, um, I mean, who we got in it? So, um, Catherine Isabel plays Ginger Fitzgerald, who is the slightly cooler, slightly old. I think she's like a year older or something. Yeah. Um, who has ginger hair? It's important, and <laughs> she. Um, I, I recognise her from other stuff. I'm not too sure what though. I feel like she's been in some of a. She is TV in. Um, what's that film called with something about? I was about to say what's that film called? It is actually something Mary. Is it is something about Mary? Not oh, something about Mary. But American in, Mary is it? American Mary. That's oh, it. Where? Yeah, yeah she's. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it was just a, the wrong wording for it. I, I knew it. As it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, this is going to be confusing. Something about Mary. Um, American Mary, where she's like uh, doing sort of killings. black market killings and surgeries and things. She's piercing people's tongues when they're not old enough. Stuff like that. Maybe. Um, 
but also Emily Perkins. I kind of recognise her, but yeah, she been in all that much more. And then there are some Ginger Snap sequels, which I've looked into, and looks pretty nuts. Mm. Hey. Um, Chris Lynch plays the drug dealer Sam, who's kind of the cool guy. Um, he's got a vibe. I sort of reckon. I feel like maybe because don't they film a lot of TV in, in Canada these days? Maybe yeah. that these people are in these TV shows in Supernatural and and your maybe League of Legends of Tomorrow, those kind of TV shows. I don't know. I feel um, like I recognise them anyway. Yeah, he's got like, a very <laughs> yeah. specific like the the nineties two thousand boy vibe, hasn't he? With the hair and the the plaid shirts and the oh, I'm so over it. Like oh yeah, he was <laughs> I, he was I'm wearing. So over it. I caught him wearing. I caught him. Got you. I caught him wearing a, um, denim trousers, a denim jacket, and a denim shirt. And I was like, wow, that guy, <laughs> triple denim. Denim tra- <laughs> when you say denim trousers, do you mean jeans? <laughs> That's what you uh, standard people would call it, but us oh, yeah, cool yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. Denim yeah. trousers. He was like, <laughs> he was like dealing drugs, uh, having a party in a greenhouse. Uh, he was off his nut, really, wasn't he? And he knew, and for some reason, he knew stuff about werewolves. Why? Just did. You know, I'm into drugs. I'm also into drugs that cure you of lycanthropy. Yeah, he's the kind of Can't guy who would be on like a constant YouTube rabbit hole. So he's yeah. got. He goes to the library, reads books on werewolves, I guess. Uh, but you're so <laughs> Mimi Rogers, um, who plays the mum Pamela Fitzgerald. I would definitely recognise her from something. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, Mimi Rogers, Austin Powers. Um, did you know Mimi Rogers was married to Tom Cruise? What? Yeah. Was she? Lovely bit of it. Lovely little factoid for you there. Sorry if I've ruined the old trivia at the end. Probably no, not. No, but, not uh, yeah, she was married to Tom Cruise, and I was a bit like, "What?" Uh, did and they? She got a divorce from Tom Cruise, and then Tom Cruise married uh, what's her name? Hey, Nicole Kidman. Oh, Less than a yeah. year later. And then she just walked in as well. <laughs> That's right. They rushed into it, obviously. Clearly. Kids these days. Clearly, I'll top. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> and I was thinking, Mimi Rogers, she's way older than Tom Cruise, but she's not. She's like only a couple of years older than him. Is Tom Cruise still Sorry, with Katie Holmes? I know this isn't like a gossip, celebrity gossip podcast, but are they still uh, together? Uh, I don't know. No, I, don't, I don't think so. I thought they were. I have no idea. Are either of them still Scientologists? I think he is. Sort of out, Tom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This... Yeah. There we go. So that's all the characters. So how does it, how does it start? So they live in a place called Bailey Downs. It's not a real place, is it? Well, I don't believe so. But I, I, I don't know. Uh, Bailey Downs... Can... So they kind of live in the basement together. Oh, they've got a really cool, like, partitioned studio basement thing yeah. going on. Yeah. It's like so a maze. We understand. Brid- Brid- Bridget's younger, but they're in the same year at school, aren't they? So she's, they say she, she skipped was... a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shell off. Yeah, by accident. Whoops. <laughs> oh, no. I've only gone and skipped a year. Uh,. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like really close, and they take a lot of photos of each other in different states of dead. Uh, <laughs> that's it's so edgy, isn't it? It's like 
I'm just going to take a load of fun. Polaroids of me dead. Like for... Yeah. To be 16. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what were they listening to in the year 2000? They were definitely listening to him. Him, yeah, it's 100% him. They, they, draw, they him. draw holograms on all the exercise books yeah. in school. I'm, I'm getting like aggressive flashbacks now of him. <laughs> him. They, oh my God. Oh. It did feel like the whole plot of this could be like a music video, like a corn music video, a him music video. Yeah. Maybe not corn actually, but him definitely. Sort yeah. of like the new metal pre. It's a bit a bit too early for emo, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. sort of like a, yeah, it's the new metal stuff. But yeah, I just kept thinking that, and I was kind of a bit disappointed we didn't get more sort of songs in the soundtrack that were more recognisable. Yeah, but it did. It did have a metal, a few metal moments, wasn't it? There was the bit where Ginger attacks someone and like some distorted guitars come on. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, they didn't have the right so It was just a. It was, what's his name? It was Sam playing guitar. I'm so over <laughs> this, man. Literally, yeah. I want to buy some weed or not? <laughs> so there's been a load of dog killings. I think it even opens on, on a dead dog. Yeah. People don't seem to be... Oh, so a woman's... Scre- oh, yeah, okay. So this is how it is. a good opening, actually. Uh, a woman fires a dog absolutely obliterated in the in the kennel. Like The, the fence has been ripped off. She screams... Goes into the cul-de-sac where there's kids playing ice hockey or street hockey. It's uh, the the two sisters are listening to American Head Charge. I don't know, and then like she screams yeah. and no one pays any attention. People are just like, like carrying on with what they do. They even laugh. I think yeah. some of the kids even laugh. They go, Haha, pain and anguish and sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, what happens? The kid like. He's playing with something, isn't he? And then he picks playing up with... like a, a dog pool. Dog pool. Playing in like a sandbox or something, I think, in the uh, garden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just goes over to check on it. He's covered in blood, holding like a dismembered paw. Like... Yeah. Paw. <laughs> 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 oh. Scarred for life. Good girl. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a paw. Give me a paw. Not like that. Um. Yeah, so okay. also Ginger and Bridget have a pact that um, they're going to die together by the age of 16, but Bridget doesn't seem that into it anymore. Like it's one of the things she's probably said one night and just went along with it. And then now it's kind of isn't sure. But Ginger seems genuinely into it. She's yeah. keen on being dead. Like when they do it, she'd be going to drink the bleach like that, but Bridget would do it, but let it just go down the side of yeah. her face. Yeah. <laughs> are you drinking it? Are you, are you drinking it as well? Yeah. Yeah. It tastes good, doesn't it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lemon. Very lemony. Uh, yeah. So again, that's proper edgy as well, and that we're going to kill ourselves for the age of 16. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... And then we're introduced to like the dynamics of what they've got going on at school so there's like they're obviously not the popular girls there are some popular girls who got a bit of jip with them like just being a bit mean yeah. at one point they're all playing like is it hockey yeah, yeah. And I like just playing it in just like a really long cardigan and i was just like that's not that's not right that's just you get all caught up in the cardigan with the stick it's a hockey cardigan hockey the ball, standard. <laughs> the ball end up in one of those big pockets 
<laughs> That's how you win, isn't it? Land it in your pocket. Oh, that... Go on, Georgie, what are you going to say now? Like, ho- hockey seems to be a bit of a recurrent theme. Like, the kids are playing in the street. They're always playing hockey in there. Canadian, yeah. isn't it? There's that kid with the dog and the hockey stick the whole time. Like, yeah. Canada, like, innit? We I love think it's their, I can't their their <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Just give the hockey a bloody go. Give it a rest, sorry. If, Just if leave we... It. If we introduced a football into that into that country, they'd be they'd be changed mo- within moments. They'd, they'd, <laughs> they'd hit it with the sticks. It'd be the like when sticks. in The Simpsons where they introduced a frog to Australia, like it will spread <laughs> like wildfire. <laughs> it's just way well better than holding a stick <laughs> and trying to hit a tiny it'll ball. Like, <laughs> it'll be like two thousand and one, a space odyssey, where they all just gather around it and just start hitting it with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hitting it with a bone. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's like three guys watching them, and it's like, and it's a bit like cliche, um, yeah. ad- adolescent boys like going, "Oh, she bloody get it." Oh, yeah. I bet she's already like kind of being a bit like that about Ginger and Bridget, which they kind of hear. Yeah. So this has got some parallels to Jennifer's body, and a little bit. I've seen them sort of. I've seen them. I've never seen it. Of... Never seen it. <gasps> oh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it did give me those sort of vibes. Where, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Georgie, which I'm sure I'm going to be. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Megan Fox start off as like a bit of an outsider, not particularly thought of as attractive. Which is a wild concept in and of itself. Which is a wild concept, yeah. <laughs> so Jennifer's body is basically the pinnacle of cinema. I'm just gonna put that out there now. It's one wow. of them. The pinnacle of cinema. It's one of those films that got did so dirty when it came out, and everyone dismissed it. But it's incredible. But yeah, it's it's very similar in that she starts out kind of you know she's more popular than her friend Needy, and I guess like you said, the parallel. Her name's Needy. Yeah, it's Anita, but she gets called Needy. Ah, okay, right, okay, yeah. Um, and then (laughs) her descent into 
I almost said bestiality then, but that was not the word I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, you... <laughs> <laughs> and I, I haven't missed, seen it. I missed. I missed the actual word you were trying to say. What word was it? Like becoming a beast. Okay. okay. He's descended to becoming a beast, not having sex with beasts, not, but not that, yeah. becoming not, a beast. So is she like? I don't want to spoil Jennifer's body for anyone who's not seen it, but I've not seen I it. Can't, I can't really remember. Is she just like possessed by something, or she? It. Again, not to spoil it, but there is a ritual. That, <laughs> not to spoil it. Oh, yeah. There's a ritual. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> the prerequisite is that she's a virgin and she is not, so it kind of goes topsy-turvy. Yeah. I just caught okay. virgin topsy-turvy. So I think I avoided <laughs> the spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it did kind of remind me of that. I was getting those sort of vibes where, like, gin, even though Ginger and Bridget are outsiders, Ginger is still, like, desired it's a biscuit, by... Then. Ginger and Ginger Biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> Ginger. That'd be a wicked nickname for Bridget. Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why hadn't anybody done that? In America, oh, sorry, Canada. They didn't call it biscuits, do they? I don't know what they call it in Canada. In America, uh, scones are like, like biscuits, right? Oh, yeah. Who knows what if it you is? Ask for biscuits, if you ask for biscuits and gravy, in a. Uh, it's like white gravy. It's not even like, gravy. It's like a creamy white stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these—I mean, these guys—the guys who are watching them play hockey—are if if they're not two thousands cliches, they've got baggy jeans, spiky hair, chains. They look like they look like Papa Roach. <laughs> I think it is Papa. I did notice that is Papa Roach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hang on a minute, that's Papa Roach there. <laughs> Halfway through, like they were do- making a video, and then they Papa stopped, Roach, Brother Roach, Son Roach, all of them. <laughs> The whole roach family. family. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So there we go. So the, the, this dynamic sort of set up fairly early, where we understand the relationship between the girls. So they're like they're super super close, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Like, so I guess that well, kind Br- of Bridget thing... gets knocked down by yep. a bully girl, um, and then Virginia says. Don't touch my sister again, because I'll kill you. And then they plan to steal her dog uh, yeah. to make it look like it, it died. So the bully's name is Trina Sinclair. That is a classic bully name right there. Yeah. yeah. If someone would have said to me, oh, meet, meet some, we're going to meet someone called Trina Sinclair later, I'd be like, ah, run away crying. Oh, no. What's she going to do to me? <laughs> yeah. She's going to steal my lunch, buddy. <laughs> Trina Sinclair. Uh yeah, so is that what they plan to do? They plan to steal her dog? Well, they're going to make it look like the beast of Bailey Downs got the dog. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. But when they go Gosh. to get it uh, at night time... Uh, in fact, I think... So they're at home and they have, like, they're calling the mum a tit box. Or they're like swearing at her. <laughs> and the mum's <laughs> like, right, go to your room. You're not, you're not going out tonight. You can't do anything. And the dad's like, they never go out anyway. And it cuts to them just walking down the street casually because <laughs> they're going to go and uh, steal the dog. But when they get there, they find the dog's already kind of mauled, like completely obliterated. I keep saying that about the dogs because it's not like a normal death. Like they like they pick up a dog leg and it comes yeah. off like a cooked turkey breast. Like it, it does, or... <laughs> it's milk. Yeah. yeah. Before, before this happened, yeah. Ginger like gets a period for the first time because... There's definitely a there's definitely a moment later when she gets attacked and she goes because of that maybe yeah it's and then, well, maybe it's because yeah she does say 
that. So they're like, think of Anchorman. Don't they yeah. mention that they're like that... bears? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> yeah. Go on. So how come, like, you get a period quite late? Do they mention that that they're older than they're a little bit older than they should be? Yeah. They do mention that, don't they? Yeah, they do yeah, say mom so. Mum says, yeah. Bring them up at dinner. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Drops that in there. Yeah. But at this point, Ginger's like a 25 year old woman, isn't she? What's <laughs> that's like? A... She's, yeah, she's 16 and Bridget's 15. And the mom's just like, so. Time to <laughs> she marks it on the calendar. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know how yes, people like draw like lines above people's heads as they're getting older. She draws a little circle around the blood mark on the floor. This yeah. is where you, <laughs> where you start. To... Oh god! <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, oh, wow. so they go to take the they go to get the dog. The dog's dead, um, and then the, like a wolf. I don't know. It kind of it snatches Ginger away like within moments, and like she's yeah. disappeared. It's all chaos. I mean, you think she's definitely dead. Um, I think actually Bridget catches up and like it's it's like a bear attack. You know, like the Revenant where it's kind of it grabs a bit and shakes you around a bit and then when yeah. when she was like calling after Ginger, it made me think how ridiculous the name like seemed. You know, like when a dog's got a really weird name and then you hear someone calling it. Yeah. <laughs> Paul. I don't know. <laughs> when she was shouting like Ginger, I was a bit like, what? Yeah, that's really her name, isn't it? Ginger, I'm sure it's a real name, isn't it? For a dog. Like, I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> is there? Yeah. Also, why does she uh, go, like, when she turns to a werewolf? You kind of think the, the titular name is Ginger, so she should be a ginger wolf. Yeah. Why does she turn white? I always... Yeah. Always a bugbear of mine, yes. Well, the, the werewolf that bit her was, like, white, right? I think it was naked, actually. It looked like one of those kind of nude rat dogs. <laughs> like some <laughs> one of those nude rat dogs, naked mole rat. It looked like. Yeah, what's the what's the rat called from um, uh, Dead Alive? It looked like that, but bigger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And spider around. <laughs> yeah. Um. What I don't understand is that obviously when they manage to get away from the werewolf thing, yeah. and what's his name, Sam, runs it over. Like he can't have run it over to a, to such a degree where he can't identify what it might be. Because I think they do say at some point, "What the hell was it?" He was like, "Well, I smashed the living shit out of it. I don't know." Yeah, it's weird because you surely... see, it looks co- quite complete. Like it, it looks, it looks not right. <laughs> like it's not going to survive. But there's enough there to to go. That's not a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just hold a picture up of a dog next to it and go. No, <laughs> it's not. What well, I think I meant was it looked like it had white hair, so maybe like oh. because it bit Ginger, she was then infected by that brand oh, of have... Yeah, that breed. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's what I meant. Brand of dog. What brand of dog you got? <laughs> <laughs> I've got Adidas. You're paying yeah. for the brand. Um Okay, so what happens next? Sam So they pretty much take Ginger straight home. And then oh, immediately, yeah. Bridget's like, let me have a look at your wounds. Run uh, the cold tap. Like, oh, he... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> run under the cold, run under the cold tap. Uh, and she's like, they're healing too quickly. What are you, Wolverine or Summit? <laughs> uh, but yeah, then it all all goes 
just gradually, gradually we just see different scenes of them at school doing various things and Ginger's getting a bit aggressive, being a bit sexy. Uh, she's got hairy scars. Very nice. Uh, and then she starts to grow a tail. Yeah. It always gives me the, the heebie-jeebies, that bit, the little... Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Shallow How? I, I thought the same thing, like George <laughs> Costanza. Which, in, in, hinds- in hindsight, looking back at that film, is, you know, it's pretty, pretty awful. But that guy with a tail will always stick with me, and this kind of looked the same. Little flesh-coloured yeah. weird tail. Yeah. And a bit when she's like trying to cut it off, she's like sat on the toilet trying to yeah, cut off her tail. Horrendous. Yeah. Oh, leave her alone. Yeah, they get like a. Okay, so they try to stop the the transformation, don't they? I think. In fact, I think Ginger doesn't even believe it for a good while. Like it's um, Bridget's talking to Sam. Sam thinks that she's the Bridget's the wolf. Mm. Um, I think they did they try silver. I yeah, I think they try. Bridget tries to oh, pierce her yeah. belly button with the silver and she kind of <laughs> freaks out, hawks out a little bit. So no. early 2000s. I know, yeah, right? Yeah. What should we do? Should we craft it into a bullet? What should we do? Make a little necklace? Just pierce her belly button. <laughs> or maybe her eyebrow. We've, we've all been there. We've all considered getting an eyebrow piercing. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she tries to do that and then she kind of freaks out a little bit. But then yeah, that's it, I think, isn't it? It doesn't... Oh god, and the nail's not going through properly. Yeah, so she's like squirming around. Yeah, yeah. not nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So then Ginger's like getting it on with one of the Papa Roach dudes <laughs> to the point where to the point where he's even a bit like taken aback by it. He's giving it all. He's giving it the bigger and shouting at her across the hockey field. Come on, Ginger, show us your <laughs> cardigan. And uh, <laughs> at one point, she like climbs on top of him, and it looks like she's like ripping him to pieces. Yeah. But she's not. Like it's a a sneaky little film technique because like it looks like like he's screaming. I mean now I'm just thinking he must she must have just been like biting his nipples or something. But like it cuts <laughs> to her like arriving at the house and she's got blood all down her face and stuff and then oh she's throwing oh, yeah. up blood into the toilet. Yeah. And then Bruce's like, Oh what happened? And he says, Um, I just wanted to destroy something. Um yeah. Something little and, and weedy. And then she goes, oh, where is he? Thinking it's the boyfriend. It's uh, the dog, Norman. <laughs> I think it's Norman, oh, right? It is, yeah, a bit, no. is, it is a bit sad that dogs get such a bum deal in this estate. What is the, what is the dog body count in this film? Five. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be the most. One yeah, of the most. yeah, it's high. It is high. Usually the rule is don't kill the dog, but five dogs, yeah, don't give a fuck, do they? Um, yeah. So all all this all throughout this, like Bridget is obviously really worried for Ginger, um, really protective of her. Kind of obviously wants to find some sort of cure, but at the same time, Ginger's like enjoying her newfound uh, wolfiness. And... <laughs> Comfort. Yeah, that's a better word. Yeah. That's a much better word. <laughs> Um, what's his name turns up the next day uh, Papa Roach and he he's like bleeding all over oh no he goes people people go what what happened to you I got gingered as if like he um, as if it was a good thing and he's like bleeding when he pees and he's like <laughs> he's like 
He looks like he's dying. Yeah. Guys, you're not going to believe what happened to me. I don't want to know, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> what the fuck happened to you? Yeah, um, I guess, like, there's a hell of a lot in this film, which is, like, the fear of, you know, first times for everything. Fear of your, like, first period. Fear of the first time, you yeah. Know, have sex. He's like, it, she popped my cherry. Had... Boys, are my cherry, literally. What? Cherries. Cherries have got no juice anymore. <laughs> so there's these oh, loads of these weird, weird little parallels going running through it that are yeah. kind of, uh, you know, scary. <laughs> you said that really yeah. loud and and spooked me out a bit. So right. he he's turning into a wolf now. Um, he's caught it. It's like an STD, I guess. Um, I think he just kind of disappears for a little bit. Turns up a little later in the film. He looks like he's dealing with it a lot. Like he looks a lot worse than Ginger. He breaks out in in spots. Yeah, yeah. This is a teen's worst nightmare. Well, there's right. definitely plenty of times where Ginger's teeth are like definitely starting to get a bit fang-like. Yeah, but nobody they're nobody over a bottom got... lip, and people are like, <laughs> yeah. "All right, Ginger." Not even her mum says, your teeth are looking a bit odd. And yeah. she just goes, all right, how you doing? Especially to the point where the people that, so him and Ginger, you can tell the actors are wearing like the fake teeth because yeah. Yeah. each starts to get a bit like this. And the, <laughs> Everyone's yeah. just fine, just carry on, crack on with your big fans and can't understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. You're quite cool to have big fangs, I guess. But Ooh, I don't know. What's the first thing you do if you have big fangs? Open yeah. one of those 10p drinks. You know, she used to pop them with the, <laughs> yeah. with the straw. Yeah. Do it with your tooth. Yeah. Bubblegum flavour. That's pretty good. Yeah. I reckon I'd get like one of those massive burgers. You know, when it's like, oh, I can't, nowhere can eat that. But with my fangs, just I think the fangs will get in the way terrible. because for that, you need yeah, space. Yeah, I think you might be right. You need to like, you need one of those yeah. kind of mouths, but that would be like it will stop it. It would be oh. a cage to stop the burger from getting in. Yeah, I need to rethink it then. I didn't have a good. What you need is food it. like a sort of square shape that fits between the fangs. <laughs> Rice Krispie <laughs> squares. <laughs> Rice Krispie squares is all you can eat. <laughs> Rice Krispie squares that are rectangular. <laughs> Never understood yeah. it. Never understood it. Uh. So what else is happening around here? Um, so yeah, Ginger has like a fight with that Trina. She beats her up in public. Um, oh, yeah. What else? And then around about this Trina time, Bridget up. is like, "What was that?" <clears throat> Trina turns up at the house, right? Is that now? Now? Yeah, well, yeah, around about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around about this time, I think around about this time, um, Bridget's also like conspiring with Sam to make this monkshood extract thing. Um, Looks like Ribena. I noticed when it's done. <laughs> how lucky is it as well that they're like, "Oh, we need this monkshood," and then he's like, "Where'd you get this?" Her mum just picks them up just yeah. randomly. Craft shop Etsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's like done a, done a big shop. I've got uh, got milk, bread, toilet roll, and I got some monkshood. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why I have to. Again, like this, it is done quite well because it looks like drugs. Like it looks like heroin. And the way they treat it is because you inject it into your vein. And it, it does kind of fit in with all the, the fears and, and sort of things that go through a teenager's mind. 
Uh, I mean, they could have just made a tea out of it. Surely, like, <laughs> why did they have to turn it into like a? Yeah, into, I think I would have done that first. They're like boiling yeah. it on a spoon and stuff as well. Like, did we have to get so druggy so soon? <laughs> try, <laughs> try like, all he knows, a cold tea from it. Yeah, that's all this guy knows. He's de- he's dealing the drugs. He's well, making he's like, new drugs. Got some breakfast. He's like cooking an egg on a spoon. <laughs> 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 Sunny uh, side up, he's like shoving an egg into a syringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make a nice tea out of it. Also, that's got to be easier to get Ginger to drink as well. Ginger, yeah. have a bit of this new tea. I've relax you. Got. Oh, it will relax you. It's a chamomile. <laughs> yeah, it's a ca- it'll relax the werewolf right out of you. What? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, one evening. Um, Trina comes to the house. Does she come to the house to like accuse Ginger remember. of she kidnapping goes, the she, dog? Because the dog, in the area. dog's been killed. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the area. Yeah, I think she blames uh, Bridget for the killing the dog, maybe. Yeah. yeah, she comes outside and starts hurling accusations. And Bridget's like, we didn't kill your dog. Because, yeah, they didn't, technically. And then um, yeah. Ginger comes out and just tells the weather. Just, you know what? We didn't kill your dog. But we'll have a good go at you, basically. Yeah. She's like wolf, wolf, wolf rage, wolf rage, rage on her. Yeah, yeah. She's got a like, gray, gray hair now. She's yeah, like the Malin coming through. <laughs> she's got a couple of gray streaks knocking her back. Again, it's so like it, it's perfect for like capturing this early two thousands look and vibe. So the like even small little details like that just feel like. It, they feel right. They feel like part of that world, part of that yeah. time as well. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I think that someone was eating a bowl of cereals, bowl of Cheerios, or something before this happened. Before Trina turns up, and then it gets spilled. <laughs> someone spills the Cheerios, and then, as I think they let Trina go, she slips on a Cheerio, just one <laughs> skid, <laughs> just a singular Cheerio. <laughs> I think it was one of the honey oat ones, which is one of the good ones. But very slippy, those ones. And then... They are. <laughs> cracks her head. Oh, oh. It does, it, I hate to watch these kind of scenes because it does go through you. Like the corner mm. of the, the worktop goes into the back of her head. She's bleeding everywhere. Um, and then there's a, humorous, there's a humorous bit where the parents return from the shops and uh, they pretend that they were doing another death scene. It's quite good. And then they... Mum's that is quite good. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be able to think that fast. No, I'd, I'd never. We we'll just pretend it's a death scene. Even if we've been doing death scenes for months on end, I don't yeah. think the, yeah. I don't think it. So I was impressed by that. Impressed by them. Well done. Hmm. What would you do in that situation? What would what you say? Would I is, do if I just yeah. murdered? Well, if you had all blood all over the floor. Open up. I don't know. When they say cor- when they say Whoops. they say it's corn syrup, don't they? Yeah. And that just reminds me of um, Scream. Obviously, they use corn syrup yeah. uh, to bloody themselves um, in the end. You ever tried dudes. to find corn syrup? Yeah, that, I was thinking, does it look literally that much like blood? I just kept thinking that. She even offers it to her dad. She goes, "Do you want to taste a little bit of the old corn syrup?" He says, "He says no because he's already got a chicken leg." But <laughs> he says, "No, I'm alright, thanks." Pulls the chicken leg out of his pocket. But imagine she t- yeah, imagine imagine he went, Oh yeah, actually I do fancy a bit of corn syrup and then you went, 
It's blood. Like, who is it? Would you even know? I mean, I guess it would kind of taste metally. You would know it's blood, right? I don't know. I don't. I've never tasted that much blood. <laughs> the frame of reference isn't huge for that, but I feel like you might might know. Might. You're like this corn syrup's off. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might know, but you might not be able to say you know. This is, is a bit weird. <laughs> a B blood. <laughs> so they so they put Trina's body in the freezer, and obviously there's a bit where Mimi Rogers is opening the freezer to put in her chicken nuggets or something, and she's going, and she gets turns at exactly the right moment to not see the body. Yeah, yeah, it's all a bit nuts, isn't it? I like her little um, curls but, as well. She's got. They're like little, yeah, little. antennas. <laughs> <laughs> little antenna. Oh, bless her. Bless her. Yeah. Um, and then they get rid of the body, don't they? They. Yeah, they bury they it. Accident... In the Wendy house, don't they? What was that? Sorry. They bury the body, don't they, in the Wendy house? That's right. Yeah, oh. and they accidentally break off two of Trina's frozen little fingers, which is unfortunate. That she's never going to go to archery ever. Or like flag someone, <laughs> flip someone off. Yeah. yeah. And plus she's dead, unfortunate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there is also, uh, yeah. And I think around this, Bridget tells um, Ginger, she can't go out anymore. You're causing too much havoc. You've already killed some people. Uh, you knob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Locks in the bathroom. She, like, yeah, lots in the bathroom. Bit of wood. Uses bit of wood to lock her in the bathroom. I feel like she's surely. I know she does get out, but she struggled. I thought werewolf strength. She'd yeah. be out of there in a flash. But bit of wood keeps her in there. Yeah, it was very well placed. That wood. Um. <laughs> yeah. Also, earlier in the. Later in the film, sorry, Bridget just kicks one of those panels down to get through. Yeah. Whereas, uh, yeah, it's a bit inconsistent, like how strong she's supposed to be. Supposed to be. We need to know how strong this wood is. That's the important especially part. Especially in relation to doors. Yeah. Yeah. How many? If it's one of those doors, you know, those doors which are like really thin plywood, but then they've got like yeah. cardboard between them. One of those mm. is going down. Like she'll be able to just give it a flick and that'll go down. But this yeah. door is especially. Stitches are up, trapped in the bathroom. Yeah, and then there's some. Is there some sort of party going on in the school? I think I don't know. I can't remember. It feels I like think some just, sort of party. I think just before this, Bridget uses the syringe with the monkshood stuff on the dude. Yeah. And... Yeah, he's trying to like attack a kid, isn't he? So she's like, Yeah. What's he going oh to yeah. Kid? Yeah. A kid like dressed as a dog. He's kind yeah. of. Oh. <laughs> This film hates dogs, dogs so much. Yeah. It even yeah, hates people dressed as dogs. <laughs> What's that? You dress as a dog? You come here. The music. Yeah. The music's a bit weird, by the way. Like around these bits, where it's not like a a, a pre-existing track, like a metal song or something. It's got these like plinky plonky organ things going on. Because so, this bit felt very student film, where the guy is like, <laughs> "I'm a villain now," <laughs> and he's doing that yeah, weird yeah, kind yeah. of voice. Um, they kind of reminds me of early seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and there's like these like weird little key jabs, blam, blam, blam. and it, I don't know, it sound seemed very low budget to me at that point. Um, yeah, but I mean, she heals him pretty quick. She stabs him in the 
nostril with a with, with the chamomile because yeah, they're like they're not sure at all how much they need to be using what the correct dosage is to not kill someone or sounds to... like this might kill uh this might kill them and then she goes straight in there <laughs> on, yeah, on I the test she's subject inject a little bit <laughs> yeah Sweet. It's gone too far. It's gone the other way. Now he's and he's got no wolf in him at all. He no. uh, he's a normal kid again. There we go. He just wanders off like, oh, I think I'll go to go to a class. Imagine him just walking into your class. <laughs> just be like, you all right? You're all right, mate. Uh, you're all right, mate. Um, what happens? Oh yeah, I think Ginger around about this point is just like wandering around the school. Showing her boobs to people, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the teacher like sees her goes right. That's it. Get in my office right now, and she fucks him up. Yeah, slices him up, uh, and then she kills the poor janitor dude. Yeah, that's like harsh. It. Yeah, yeah. This dude, we've established he's quite a nice guy because he stops like Bridget getting attacked by that dude at one point, asks if he's if she's okay. Uh, I, he didn't deserve it. He but was just but, uh, going about his business. She, she just says, she's like overprotective because she says, I don't like the way he looks at you. Um, <clears throat> and then she like boots Bridget and then says, I'll say hello to Sam for you. It was like anyone who shows any attention to, to Bridget, bad or good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ginger kind of goes into over, over, over. And at this point, like um, I think her nostrils have changed, so, <laughs> or it's her eyes, her eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, nobody is commenting on it. And I know, like later on, she's at a Halloween party and she's looking suitably mental. Yeah. But nobody, still, nobody says that's good makeup or that's a good bit of prosthetics or anything. They're just like, all right, Ginger. You look completely different to the last time I saw you, but <laughs> I definitely know it's you. Yeah. Um. So she rocks up at the Halloween party at um Sam's greenhouse. <laughs> She's now completely changed, grey hair, wolf face, weird. I mean, it, this kind of period, I always think of the type of makeup to make something look evil is it reminds me of Buffy the Vampire Slayer kind of makeup. You, with the vampires, you kind of just give them more of a furrowed brow sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> oh. um, I don't know what happened. I mean, she doesn't kill Sam. She actually seems to like she doesn't want to do that. Quite the opposite. Yeah. Right, don't they? She like pushes him down, and like just gets dead annoyed with him. Yeah. And then Bridget like Ginger, come on now. He spoke about this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she squirts with a water pistol. Get off! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just before this, as well, um, their mum just says something mental. Just oh, yeah. says something suitably terrifying. Well, she finds like, a dead knows, body in the garden. Knows that they. She found a dead body in the garden. Knows that they killed someone, and she's like, no, um, "If you leave, it's fine, but I don't want anyone to take you away from me. I'll just." Doesn't she say she filled the house up with gas and just light a match and we'll start over? Yeah. What? And she's got like Sounds the fingers in a Tupperware box. What was that, Georgie? Sorry, lost you there. I think that's A plus parenting. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. What about the dad? They leave. They left him in the gas, in the gas filled yeah. house. <laughs> He's got chicken to eat. 
He's like got numerous chicken legs to get through. They're like, I'm sick of him leaving the bones everywhere. That's his job. I put, we didn't realise this. I put ham on but... the table. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> I put ham on the table and he still wants chicken. Sick of him. Blow him up. Blow him up. <laughs> Blow him up. Get him exploded. Um, so then uh, Bridget rocks up at the party. And then I think like um, Ginger snaps... Sam's hand or something snaps a bone. A did you just did you just suicide squad the <laughs> Is this some kind of suicide squad? Oh, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even know I did that. Uh so I think, I think they ditched the mum. I can't remember what happened. I mean, it's a party, everyone's loud and stuff, and um <laughs> Ginger yeah. disappears. He's been to a party, Eddie. He? I could tell you've been to a party. <laughs> Ginger kind of maybe Ginger runs off or something. I can't remember. Uh, Oh no! Okay, so they they put her out. They knock her out somehow. How did they yeah. do that? Didn't chloroform her. Or something. He hits. I think Sam hits her with a shovel. Right. In okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right in the back of the crest. Right in the back of the crest. And then they drive her off. <laughs> they drive off. Just before that, Bridget did the thing where she cuts her hand and cuts Ginger's hand and rubs it together and says, "Now we're all we're both wolfified together." Contaminated, yeah. Um, they stick this shiver in the van, uh, and then they drive back to the uh, the house. I mean, I'll be honest, this bit was quite scary. I mean, I think the first time I watched it quite a long time, long time ago. This bit where they're walking through the house and the wolf's in there somewhere, and then she's like fully transformed now. Um, mm-hmm. and they they get into the cupboard and they uh they bake up another batch of um. What's it, Monk's Hood or whatever oh. it is? Mm. And then it steals Sam from Ginger as a wolf steals Sam from the cupboard, and she's like thrashing him against the not the cupboard yeah. wall. It's horrendous. Like it genuinely yeah. is quite unsettling. It's quite a good transformation as well because obviously the wolf transformation in the cinema is one that's difficult and one that obviously everyone just goes, "Well, what can we do that isn't an American werewolf in London?" And I think what this one does really well is that. We see it happening while the car, where the van's moving, and we sort oh, of see the like street lights. lights. Yeah, it's really good. Flashing, yeah. so we only see a little bit of it happening, and we see a couple of close-ups, and then there's a particular shot with a close-up of her bloated face. That's pretty. Um, it's pretty good. I think it's a good. It's a really good um transformation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, even this time watching it, I was like, Sam doesn't die, does he? He seems like too cool a character to just die like that. But, too cool to you're too cool to die, man. But he gets completely. I'm gonna. He gets obliterated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like all them does. It's scary, like in this weird labyrinth of weird corridors that they've got going on in that house and in the basement and stuff. Like I was definitely tense while watching this. I was I was kind of scared as well, a little bit scared. Yeah. So what happens next then? So. Sam's bleeding out. Yeah, so Bridget like manages to hunt him down, and, and then we kind of see the, the the main. It's the full reveal, isn't it, of Ginger really, who looks like maybe she's is she like trying to lure Bridget there by using Sam, or is she just like toying with Sam, trying to kill him? Um, and then Bridget tries to like lap up his blood, I guess, to kind of show Ginger that she's yeah not I, a threat, which is one of she's she's part of the pack or whatever. 
And I was like, just do a little bit. Just like pretend. Yeah. Cover your lips. Yeah. And she's like probably sh- shovel it in. I was like, you're not yeah. that's not gonna sit well, is Go it? Corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> this actually is corn syrup. How's this happened? <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I mean, so there's a whole sequence here where uh, Ginger's chasing thingy around the wood panels. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, the ending isn't, it's pretty standard. She's holding a knife. The wolf jumps on her and gets the knife in its side. That feels quite, quite safe. And then the house uh, blows up. Yeah. That's it, isn't it? That's pretty much yeah, it. Exactly. And it kind of like looks at all the all, looks at all the photos of them that they've taken of them killing themselves over and over, over the years. Lovely memories, and that's it. But there is a sequel, isn't there? So who's dead? I don't. I, there's two sequels, I think. Uh, I, I don't remember. Have you seen him, Georgie? She might be a ghost in the second one. The sec- like, yeah. Um. She she appears as an apparition to Bridget in the second one. Because um, Bridget is a werewolf in the second one. Um, uh, she's, in, okay. um, she's in a psychiatric facility and she meets someone called Ghost, who's played by Tatiana Maslany. Um, and then she figures out she's a werewolf and they try and break her out. And then that, that's basically the second one. Hmm. But the third sequel is a prequel that's set in uh. like 1800s Canada. <laughs> and they're all right. like, it's like frontier land and it's the same story, but back in time. So. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Either of them. <laughs> okay, cool. I've got some. I've got um, <clears throat> a, a game for us to finish on. It's called the name game. So, uh, if you if you don't know what the name game is, basically, I've got a list of film descriptions here, um, and the names of these films are very similar in scheme. They basically rhyme with ginger snaps. So you have to say what. They are. You, you'll, you'll get it. It's not. It's not very complicated. All right. So the first one: uh, a young girl is bitten by a Steve Jobs and wakes up the next morning as a suite of small form applications on a mobile phone. Do you know what that film's called? Ginger apps. Ginger apps. Oh yeah, this one with apps. Yes. <laughs> okay. This film, this other film I watched the other day. It's really good. It's about a young girl who gets bitten by the most deadliest thing of all: alcoholism. And after stumbling upon the peach liquor cabinet, which is full of peach liqueur. Oh, yes. Schnapps. What did you say? Schnapps. Ginger yeah. schnapps. Ginger schnapps. Yeah, well done. We've all been there. Schnapps <laughs> is like when you've run out of everything else. What else is in there? Yeah. Ooh, bit of archers in there. Do I have to? Do I have to what, can I, what can I even drink it with? Lemonade. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, it's a film I watch is really good, actually. It's uh, about a girl called Ginger. She's bitten by a werewolf. Uh, and so her sister starts taking her out for walkies every day, but forgets to bring the little baggies. <laughs> Is ginger... it Ginger, ginger Craps? It is Ginger Craps. Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what it's going to be. That's a good uh, one, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let you have that one, Luke. Okay, thank you. So this other film is really good, actually. It's quite a, quite a good one. It's called, I mean, it's about a young girl uh, and she decides that she's going to dye her hair, but she's not sure what colour chaos ensues. 
Oh. Ginger. No. I'm taking some liberties with the title of this one, but you should you should get there. <laughs> ginger. Is, is ginger still the first word? Say again. Is it ginger perhaps? Ginger perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I think you've yeah. Okay. Ooh. Well done. Wow. Well yeah. done, Georgie. Great. Okay, uh, last one here. So it's a great film. It's about a young girl who's bitten by a werewolf and inherits not only the curse of the werewolf, but also the werewolf's house. Two bedroom house. Too bad she's going to have to pay a heavy fee to the government for owning that home. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger tax. Close. I've really taken some liberties with this one. <laughs> I literally don't know what to say. I, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. ginger ginger capital gains tax, guys. Why didn't I do that sooner? I mean, when you said I've taken some liberties with this, you 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 didn't mean it, did you? <laughs> yeah, I'd love wow. to see ginger craps. I feel that's a film that I could. You know, I've got yeah, some experience in. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, so, Joe, you did really well there. Normally, people, I think people when they when they come on the show, they expect it's going to be smarter <laughs> than it is, but it really is quite dumb. <laughs> and so Hence you... why I did so well. <laughs> <laughs> um, level. Very well. Very well. <laughs> so we normally end with rating the film. Uh, between A to F, um, I think I well, I think I'm going to go a little bit higher than I originally intended. Um, oh. What are you going for, Ben? Um, yeah, so I'm going to go quite high, I think, because of everything. Uh, first, I'm first I'm watching this, as I said, and everything I kind of had heard about it, I'd kind of heard it. What? Well, no one had really said ever said it was great. I'd kind of heard it was all right, and it was a, and recently. I saw someone say it was the best werewolf film, and I was like, "Come, come, come on!" It's, it's, come a, on. it's higher than I would. Um, uh, yeah, come on. But and like in my head, I thought there's absolutely no way, surely not. But it's, I mean, in my in my opinion, it's not the best werewolf film, but it's definitely up there in like the top 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 three. I would say three to five, top three to five. I'm just there's probably more examples I'm not thinking of. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed by it. I was, re- as I said, I was really impressed by Bridget, um, who uh, Emily Perkins, isn't it? Well, she was great, and I think all the werewolf stuff, which can be like the most difficult stuff to get right in a werewolf film, and that sounds ridiculous, but if it's a werewolf film and the werewolf stuff's shit, then that's kind of it, isn't it? Mm. Films are right off. Whereas this, I think that the werewolf stuff was all really good. So I think I'm going to go as high as a B plus on this. Cool, uh, Georgie. What are you going for? <clears throat> Very similar, I think. Um, like my favorite horror film ever is—it's one of my favorite films ever—is American Werewolf in London. So I'm always going to compare any werewolf film to that. Yeah. But uh, I love Ginger Snaps. Um, it's a little mini horror feminist manifesto, and I love that. Um, and it stands up, I think, on the rewatches. The fact they use the prosthetics, not CGI, means you can still rewatch it and enjoy it, and it doesn't. It's very of its era. I think B plus, B plus. Not copying you. I thought of it before you said it. <laughs> That's so good. I'm copying you. I'd <laughs> you you written down a, a B minus, but just talking about it, thinking about it, it's really 
solid. So I, I was going to notch it up to a B plus as well. In terms of like top werewolf movies, I think American Hell, uh, American Werewolf in London, American Hairwolf is something else. American Werewolf in London um, is is so good, and also kind of plays to my tastes as a sort of horror fan as well. And it's got Credence Cle- uh, Clearwater Revival in there, which is one of my favorite bands. So it's always going to be my favorite werewolf movie. But and I'm trying to think what what would go under under that film. And I think Ginger Snaps is probably up there. I mean, The Howling is good. It's not great. Um, what other werewolf Dog. movies? Dog oh, Soldiers. Sorry. You know what? I, it's good. I I've gone off it a little bit in the in the recent years. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's the the text that goes on the screen and it makes the little bleeping noises. I'm just not oh, yeah. <laughs> not keen on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think in terms of action, but as I said, like I think George, you put it good. You put it well then by saying, "What did you say?" A feminist manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. The fact that it approaches so is so much more going on in this film other exactly. than yeah, yeah. just a werewolf. There's it's got so many. It's got so many different uh, layers to it, so all the metaphors I think that's what makes work it stand. really well. Yeah, yeah, all the metaphors and uh, it's kick ass. Yeah, I'm gonna have to think about werewolf movies because Ginger Snaps my second favorite horror uh, werewolf movie. I think it might well, be. Heather and I were speaking about it the other day, and you can list vampires for days, but werewolves—you've got slimmer pickings. Yeah, I mean, I can think of some decent ones, but not. Great. This was a great film. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So before we go, um, Georgie, do you want to send people anywhere, plug something or Twitter profile or oh, something like that? If I may. So our Kickstarter is still happening now. Um, as you mentioned, you can go and find it. Um, if you Google Fright Nights on Kickstarter, the one with the Wendigo, it's an RPG, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, if not, um, Go and follow the Valkyries on Twitter and Instagram. They're at Valkyries blog. Um, great. That's what Heather and I run. Um, lots of film reviews. We're very big fans of horror. So, yeah, I would recommend if you fancy it, having a look at what we do. Might be good. Might be cool. Cool. We'll uh, link, oh, yes. link up in the show notes as well uh, for people to, if they're click inclined. Um cool all right so thanks for listening if you enjoyed this show uh you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver thanks to kovach cowman for our theme music thanks to eight for hosting the show thanks to the listeners if you enjoyed please consider rating and reviewing and join the facebook group horror hangout board of advisors uh thanks to my co-host ben for being the right horror dude but also big thanks to our special guest georgie thanks very much thank you thank you thanks georgie nice one Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.